Welcome to Find Your Sexy, the podcast that encourages self-love and celebrates female sexuality. I'm your host, Kelsey Valletta, and I want to help you discover your own unique sexy and learn to embrace it every single day. Thank you so much for joining me as we break the stigma together. Welcome back to Find Your Sexy. This feels like a very special episode because my guest today is Sophia Tuckett. And Sophia actually reached out to me a while ago. She had found the Find Your Sexy podcast when searching for conversations around this topic of sexy and reached out to me. And she recently started a podcast and I had the honor of being a guest on her podcast And now she is a guest on the Find Your Sexy podcast. So it feels like it has come very full circle. I'm so excited, number one, to make a new friend. How cool is that? And to just have her on the show talking about her journey to self-love and sexy. So let me tell you a little bit about Sophia. Sophia fiercely supports women to see the beauty and who they are with confidence rooted in their self-acceptance and self-belief. She really puts her focus all on empowering women to see their strengths as stepping stones to building self-compassion and mental clarity as a a global confidence consultant, which I love that. That's such a powerful, badass title, a global confidence consultant. Sophia's mission is to help women to restore unapologetic confidence with boundaries that will support her clients' future growth. She is passionate about seeing the evolution of each and every client. So without further ado, hello, Sophia. Welcome to the Find Your Sexy podcast. Hello. You made that sound so, I don't know, like clean and just, oh, yeah. The, the way you said that, that was the great. way, Thank you. the way I read your bio, the way yeah, I like, it was yeah. just so professional. Well, it's your words about you and it's true. So receive that and let it soak in. Yeah. Um, but I am so grateful to have you here on the show. I know we had so much fun talking for your podcast, which we'll get to. We'll definitely make sure we talk a little bit about your podcast. Um, but why don't you start just by sharing with us, when was the first time you ever remember feeling sexy and whatever sexy meant to you in that moment, in that time? Yeah. So that's a very interesting question. Um, I feel it was around high school. So I had fake ID. So the drinking age here in Canada is 18. So I had some fake ID. And although I was like a tomboy and athletic, that sexiness that I was feeling was based on outside sources, Mm. having, um, you know, men addressing me in a certain way that I had never had before. So I guess it was just like a good feeling and being and like kind of owning it, especially if I wasn't attracted to them. Right. And being out, not Mm. of age. So having that like naughty side of it and feeling hot at the same time was very interesting. And I've never really, you know, thought of it. But now that you say that, it just makes me think like how immature we can be when we think about sexy Yeah. Well, we don't know any better at that age. Like, 
I think a lot of women who come on the podcast and I ask them this question or, or women I have conversations with, a lot of them have similar answers to this question about being a teenager. And at that time, a lot of us thought of sexy as the attention we are getting from other people, usually boys at that age, right? Like we're being noticed for the way that we look. We're starting to experience what our maybe sexual energy can get for us. Um, and I think that, you know, part of it is that you're right. We are immature and young and we don't know any better, but part of it also, I think is what, you know, the media has shown us, this is what a sexy woman is. And this is the attention a woman receives if she quote unquote is acting sexy. So as a young teenager, you know, our minds haven't fully developed yet. I think subconsciously in a way, you know, we want to fit in. We want to feel accepted. We want to feel desired. We maybe channel that energy a little bit, especially as young women. What do you think? Do you feel like that was kind of your experience? Because I feel like that's totally something I can relate to. Oh, yeah, 100 percent. And, you know, I, you know, as a woman of color, not seeing a lot of women like my group of girlfriends were all Caucasian. And it was like that for so many years. So it was a different experience and having like um, not only the opposite sex, but like men that I wouldn't have even thought of would look at me that way. So it was very interesting. Oh, interesting. When you say men, you wouldn't have even thought of would look at you that way. What do you mean by that? If you don't mind me asking, like, I mean, like just culturally, right? Like different races. So Um, not really experiencing um, prior to having fake ID, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe adult men, you know, Mm -hmm. older, looking at me in a way that I was just like, oh, that's, you know, that felt nice. Or, you know, compared to like being in high school, being around your peers, and there, you don't get that attention. So it was, it was, it's definitely a interesting reflection to just see how far you've come. It is interesting. I also want to ask, because you mentioned that being a woman of color, you kind of had all Caucasian friends like in high school. Did you did you feel like you had anybody, whether it was a celebrity or someone who was shown in the media? And I know that representation has progressed, right? It's come a long way. And so I think when you and I were growing up and even in high school, it was basically tall, skinny, blonde, white women being shown as the ideal of beauty. Did you have a woman who you felt like represented what you looked like that you looked up to? I can't say that I had that like one woman. Yeah. But when I think now of that one woman, mm-hmm. it's Holly Berry to me. Yeah. I don't know why. Like there's something about her that I'm Mm -hmm. just like, I want to be like your BFF. Yeah. Yeah. I think that a lot of people could see themselves in Halle Berry, which is like, like that sounds, that sounds, I don't even want to say crazy because she's like extremely beautiful. She's this extremely beautiful, talented woman. But I think a lot of women gravitate toward her for many different reasons. Like they feel Like she gets me right. As if we know her personally. Um, but I love that. And she's stood the test of time, right? Like she's still an icon. 
Right. And she's been around. She's done so many roles. Like you've seen her in so many different um, roles. It just like, yeah, I don't know something about her. I just, she gravitates or I gravitate to her. No, I think that's, I I totally get why. Yeah. Okay. Um, Okay. So I'm curious how your definition of sexy has changed throughout your life. So from that time that you were in high school using a fake ID, right? Like receiving attention from boys or maybe older men. And that was your idea of sexy. How has that changed throughout your life? I honestly feel my sexiness has less to do with outside sources. Mm -hmm. Like even with my partner, I could care less. Like I would, he doesn't even need to, you know, be in the room or look at me a certain way for me to feel sexy because I've already owned it. And I truly think sexiness and the way we, you know, show up as sexy, it's more of a mindset than a physical trait. Yeah. What are some things that have helped you show up that way? Like you said, you've already owned it. Like what helped you own it? Because I think that that's a struggle for a lot of people, right? Like the idea of sexy or even, you know, we might define it in different ways to make it feel more palatable for us to take in. But I think it can be really intimidating for a lot of people to think, you know, of themselves as sexy or that they're worthy of feeling sexy, right? Because we have a preconceived notion of what it means. Mm -hmm. So how did you go about that process of owning it? Because I love that you use that, that phrase. Yeah. Cause I think, you know what, even with acceptance, like I owning it and acceptance to me go hand in hand. Mm. And the reason for this is I've always had like a tomboy type of, um, and I still think I'm tomboyish even now to this day. Um, but growing up, I've always been a tomboy. Like I literally didn't care for like fitted clothes and all of that jazz. And even now, like I could care less. And I think because I had such, I had so many male friends and seeing the flip side of the coin when men speak about women Mm. and understanding, especially from like later end of high school, my college days and understanding how men are perceiving women, what their expectations are and these silly things. I felt like I kind of came into my own really around that, like later Yeah. So the later end of high school, early twenties and just owning my shit because seeing men that are treating and speaking about women in that way, and even having a father that resembled a lot of what I didn't want in a man Mm -hmm. made me realize, nah, this is not something I could ever have. And I shouldn't even look for it in a partner. I need to own this right? Whatever this may be on the physical, mental side of good, bad, ugly, and all. Yeah. That is so impressive that you, you say that you were, you had a lot of, a lot of male friends and you would kind of hear like the the locker room talk, so to speak, and the way that men would speak about women. And you made the choice of like, no, I'm not going to receive that as an expectation of me. I'm going to own everything that I am, which is so impressive that you had the awareness and the confidence really already to do that. Because I think that 
for a lot of young women, I know that in my teen years, even in my early twenties, if I were in your position and I were hearing all these things that, that young men expected or wanted from women, I think at that point in my life, my initial reaction would be, I need to become that right. Mm. Because I was full of insecurity. I wasn't sure of who I was at that point in my life yet. And so my initial reaction would have been, okay, now I know what they want. Let me become that so I can be desired, have value, all that. So I'm so impressed with the fact that you start, you start sharing this story and like you took it somewhere I wasn't not expecting, which I love that you had the awareness to say, no, like I'm going to own that. Yeah. So I'm going to give you a little background about that too. I think the awareness is, it's from my mom, like my childhood because I've seen, so obviously as a child, you don't really get it. You know, you don't get what's happening. The huge picture of like your parents fighting domestic violence, this, 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 you don't get it. But one of the things my mom has always like such a young age, like five, six saying you need to be independent. Don't rely on a man for this. Like preach, you know, she'd be like cleaning the woman's talking, talking, be independent. Don't let someone else define you like just Mm -hmm. constant, but not understanding it. Yeah. Right. And she was, but you really were still sharing. soaking that in. Like you were still soaking that in, but you didn't really know the weight that it held. Right. right. Which is incredible to see how that kind of manifested years later. Sorry, yeah. go ahead. Keep going. No. And I don't even know what I was going to say, but like, <laughs> exactly. You don't even realize what, yeah. what is being shared with you because how could you, you're so young, but then you look back and it's like, Oh, she's like sharing a little bit of her struggle. Mm. and teaching at the same time. So I think that's why I had the awareness of it. And cause like the way my, my, um, like my parents were in the sense of, um, you know, showing love, um, affection and all of that. And just seeing how messed up it was. It's kind of like, well, I see how she was and the way she was because of circumstances. And what incredible lessons for you to learn. Oh my God. And I'm curious, like now, now you, you know, having a partner and being a mom yourself, like knowing the lessons you learned from your mother when you weren't even really old enough to be aware of what you were learning, how has that experience of you growing up, you know, contributed to how you choose to raise your children? Oh my gosh. It's so night and day. I it's like, I can't even like, if I even feel an inkling of like, cause sometimes as parents, right? Like I know you don't have any kids. Do you No, no, sometimes as parents, you like take on these like roles of like your mother and you're like, Whoa, what am I doing? No, I do not yeah. like this. I didn't like it when she did it to me. Cause you're copying can- behavior. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, but how, how did I get here that I'm speaking this way? And it's just like, no, no, let's take a step back like this is not how I want to raise my girls do you know what I mean and not only that I found um as like my partner and the way my dad was Mm -hmm. knowing so deeply like lord universe whoever you want to call it like do not bring a man my way this way these qualities I cannot have in my life Mm. so like any woman out there that recognizes qualities or have been in a bullshit relationship, if you can recognize the qualities you don't want, 
And if you see them in a new partner, girl, just, it doesn't matter, you know, how good the lovemaking is or whatever it is that attracts you run. Yeah. I don't think, settle. I think that's incredible advice. I keep using the word incredible. I'm noticing because I'm <laughs> loving so much of what you're saying. I'm like, wow, that's incredible. Um, I love that you're saying to focus on the qualities that you don't want almost more so than the qualities you do. Right. Because I think we can easily, and I can attest to this, like I'm a single woman out here still dating, living the, living the rough date in life. And sometimes you see qualities that you are really searching for in a partner in somebody and you hold on to that. Right. And it's easier for us to miss those red flags. And we almost want to dismiss the qualities we know we don't like, because we're like, but I like these ones. It, It took so long for me to find someone who had these qualities that I know I want, but you're so right. I think if we keep the focus on, and this is really, I'm like, this is you saying this for me. (laughs) If, if we keep the focus on being aware and looking out for the qualities we know we absolutely do not want, cannot have in our life, yeah, it will become so much clearer to find somebody who is a good fit for us, who is healthy for us, who's going to be able to have that strong partnership that we're looking for. Yeah. Healthy for us. That's it. Healthy for us. Because once you know those qualities you cannot tolerate and it just irks you to your core, you just need to like literally write those down. I'm mindful of this. I'm not attracting this. Yeah. But I'm like, I don't need this. So you're like pushing it away. I love that. Great advice. Great advice. (laughs) So what is one of the most important things that you have learned along your self-love journey? Like what are some of your go-to tips, practices that you feel like you just want any woman who's listening right now to really hear? Yeah. So, you know, two things come to mind Mm. and the first thing is patience. We have this idea. Pardon? Oh, I said, Ooh, what do you mean by patience? Go ahead. Yeah. So I feel that we have this idea of self-love and I think it's kind of skewed with society. Right. And the way it's portrayed, like, Oh, go get a massage girl, do your nails, get your hair, like facials. That's self-love. And like, it's so not, and, you know, setting boundaries, you know, um, speaking up for yourself, these are the qualities will, that will support you. But I want to really get out there the sense of patience, because once you're aware of what you need, so if that's me, that means setting boundaries, or if that even means um, speaking up, using your voice, right? Mm-hmm. Be patient, because that doesn't, just because you're aware of it, it's not going to come tomorrow. It takes yeah. time. Right. So like if you're just taking that, like those baby steps of 5%, I'm going to speak up for myself 5% more than I did yesterday and constantly keep in mind, it's me against me. How did I show up yesterday? And what am I doing better today? And I'm doing that 5% more today. 5%. And that's great. And how, how wonderful is it to think like just 5% more, it takes the pressure off. Right. Like, because so often we feel like, like you so beautifully said that we need to change right away once we become aware of something, but it takes time to repro like you're literally reprogramming your brain for how you are going to think, how you are going to react. Like you have years and years of conditioning 
that now needs to be undone. And you're right. Like that takes time. And just because you're not seeing a change immediately does not mean give up. It does not mean you're not doing it right. It does not mean you're not good enough. It does not mean you're not worthy of the change. Be patient. I love that. So, so simple, but so, so important. I think we all need to be more patient. Yeah. And, and, and all I'm just even speaking about self-love and self-respect and everything self with patience. Um, I feel like really though, patience trickles down into like every avenue of our lives, Mm. career, our health goals, losing weight, whatever it is, be patient because there's always things happening behind the scenes that you don't even know about. You're constantly planting seeds. Like you said, we have years of conditioning of being a certain way, right? And once you're taking that, that 5% each day, you're planting seeds for something new. You're planting seeds for those changes and it will blossom when the season's right. And then you're going to notice and you're going to be like, I got this shit, but patience. I love that. Patience gets you to, I got this shit. Right. I love it. Did you have a second one that came to mind? Um, I did. What was the question? (laughs) Like, what was the question again? Um, I had, I had just asked what were some of the most important things like you have learned along your own self-love journey and any tips or practices that you want to share with everyone listening? Um, yeah, so I had said patience. And the other thing I was going to say is, um, give yourself some grace, Mm. you know, because we're critical. We are naturally so critical on ourselves. Absolutely. You know, so give yourself some compassion, right? You might fall back two steps today, right? Or whatever it may be, but don't judge yourself so harshly. Have some grace. And those go hand in hand, right? Like being patient with yourself and also giving yourself grace. Yeah. And like, and I don't mean like, So when I say grace, I mean, literally when you hear your inner critic jump into just like beat you down for a mistake or, you know what I mean? Whatever that may be, that's coming up for you. Just like remind yourself, I'm doing my best now and that's it, you know, have some grace and just be patient along the way. Yeah. Yeah. Again, simple, but powerful, which Mm -hmm. I love. I love Mm -hmm. Okay. I want to take a minute to dive into your sexy, your own personal sexy. So this is a four-part acronym of four areas you really need to get clear on in order to feel sexy in your own skin, whatever it is that you define that as now. So the first part of sexy is satisfy. So at this point in your life, what are some things that really satisfy you and bring you joy in your day-to-day, no matter how big or small they may be? Oh my gosh. My girls, my coconuts, my coconuts. So cute. They are just so precious to me. And I feel that, you know, like I was saying to you earlier, oh, they're home for two weeks, whatever, but they're just so sweet. Mm. Like a hug from my girls, a hug and a kiss or a snuggle priceless. Like I couldn't trade that for anything. It's just by far the most important part of my day the morning snuggles and just being with them. So sweet. It's so sweet. Yeah. So is there anything else on that list? You know why I choose them? 
it's because when you're, well, for me, you know, being younger, mm-hmm. I was always like, I don't want kids. I don't have, I don't want anything to do with it. <laughs> and then I'd also see like pregnant woman and I'd be like, that sucks. <laughs> like I really had no intent to have kids. Yeah. But now like having them and being older, it's like, it's come around. And, and I remember even in my twenties being like, I'll probably be dead by 50. Like 50. I don't even want to be 50. Like just so no perspective on life. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And I'm like, 50. Like I want to stay and more so because of having these beautiful girls that I need to be with. Like, I feel like I want to be there. Right. So to me, the children and just the snuggles and the hugs priceless, that's just what it is. That's such a pure answer. And I love that so much. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So the next part is the ego. So really we need to create a healthy relationship with our ego. It literally is what gives us that self-esteem, that self-worth. So where would you say your relationship is at right now with your self-esteem and your self-worth? And do you have any daily self-love practices that you have in place that's a non-negotiable for you every day? Yeah. So non-negotiable for me, there's two parts to that. That's working out Mm -hmm. and meditating. So last year I hit one um, 365 days of meditation. And I was that like, that is impressive, but girl, it took me 18 months. That's a long time. It took me almost two years to get that. And I remember when I, I hit 277 day, days and I missed a day, it was right around the time, like the Raptors were playing basketball and I missed the day. I was like, okay, is this really a big deal? Like I was irked, but yeah. I'm like, okay, now day one again, tomorrow, like, yeah. So it really, it, it moved me because it made me realize I was changing that instant gratification, that instant pressure of like slowing down was coming. And I felt it because hitting 227 or 277 days and starting back at day one, I was like, girl, you're changing. And this is what you need. So when I think about my ego, I feel that I am quieting my ego down. My ego was way too fucking big. And because I've like gotten so far with meditating and I can sit there or stand there in a lineup and not being like, oh my gosh, irritated, frustrated, like, and I'm not going anywhere. Do you know what I mean? Like I have nothing I need to do for the next hour or whatever it is. I'm really owning sitting with myself and being okay with that. So I feel like I'm moving in a direction where I know my self-worth and my self-esteem is where it should be but I'm like quieting my ego. And that to me is like in the space of meditating and just owning what is now. And meditation is one of my absolute favorite tools because it really does allow you to only be with yourself and you get to know yourself on such a deep level because it's just you and your mind. Right. Mm. And it's, especially at first, it's a lot of, a lot of you battling your mind for stillness and you really get to know every part of yourself during meditation. And I couldn't help but feel like during what you just shared about your journey with, with 365 days of meditation is you reached 277 and then missed a day and had to go back to day one that required a lot of patience and giving yourself grace. 
girl, which is you what no you just idea. shared. So <laughs> I think that that's just proof of how important those tips are that you shared. Yeah. 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 Oh, meditation. I need to get back on meditation. See, this is good. This is good for me to hear. <laughs> okay. So the next part of sexy is external opinions. So oh, yeah. how often do you let what other people think or say about you affect you or persuade any of the decisions that you make? Yeah. It's such a good question. Oh, I love it. You know, I'm at a point where I feel it's very small. If that, if anything, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I'm not easily shook, but I've recently had to really get clear on expectations, mm. the expectations I put on others, the expectations I have in this space where I, and it's like an unconscious, have you ever done this? Where it's like, you don't even realize you're putting an expectation on a friend or an acquaintance or whatever, just because you're having a conversation about this thing. Mm -hmm. So you end up having an expectation that's not filled and you're, are met in your head. You're like, well, you really got to get clear. It's yeah. Like, well, I think it takes do, a why lot expecting this from this person anyways. Like it takes a lot of self-awareness become... to yeah. like get to the point where you can call yourself out and be like, oh, that was on me. Like I put some expectation on that. And to realize that if someone else is holding you to an expectation that you're not meeting and that's why there's tension in that relationship, right? Absolutely. Like it's self-awareness. Self-awareness. I can honestly say the amount of self-awareness that has come from meditation alone is just awesome. So basically everyone needs to meditate after listening oh to my this God. episode. If you can meditate girl. And that's the thing. Like I'm saying I'm, I meditate, but don't get it twisted. I started at like a minute, two minutes. Yeah. Like, okay. I can do this for who can't do this for two minutes. Like yeah. I'd literally like be dreading, but you got to lose that sense of like controlling your mind. Mm. Let that shit roll. Watch your thoughts two minutes and just don't get caught up with the stories that you're in. Right. Yeah. Oh, all right. Everyone's going to be getting on their meditating practice. That's for sure. Seriously. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So the last part of sexy is yearn. So what are some things you're yearning for right now? What, what is really exciting for you when you think about the future? Oh God. So I'm turning 40 this year and I'm yearning for a damn vacation like this pandemic and yeah, 40 don't rub it. No, I'm, I'm not. First of all, you look amazing. I was surprised to hear you say you're turning 40 and I'm thinking you absolutely deserve to celebrate your life big. And if that's going on a vacation, that's going on a vacation. Yeah. So pandemic life, right? And yeah, yeah, and you're in Canada, right? Yeah. Yeah. So (laughs) next level. So exactly. But I mean, the plan is Greece. I want to do Greece 14 days with my partner. And, you know, I'm really excited about that. And I'm waiting and just we're kind of waiting to see what happens with Greece right now because their restrictions are there. And yeah, but you know what? Vacation is what it is. And just being away from all the drama, having some like ocean touch my feet, like real beach. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's incredible sometimes like just what the ocean can do for your soul. Right. Yeah. Oh, I'm so excited for you. So can I ask when your birthday is? It's in September, early September. Okay. September. Yeah. So we have till September. So that's, there's a lot of, <laughs> oh, I have time opportunity. That's good. Okay. Trust me. Yeah. Good. So we're constantly checking and looking, but, um, that is something I'm really looking forward to because I have always been one to travel. 
Mm. and this pandemic and like I've it's funny pandemic hit and I'm like well it's summer I still need to go to the beach and going to like Ontario beaches it's (laughs) a joke I'm like is this like rock crushed rock like where am I do you know (laughs) what I mean but you just kind of like have to be grateful for what you can get of course oh it's hilarious of course well I hope you make it to Greece and you deserve to celebrate big (laughs) yeah thank you of course Okay. So at this point in your life, what does sexy mean to you now? How do you define sexy? I define sexy by owning it. And you know, I've said it already, but like you have to own your shit, the good, the bad, the ugly, the sexy, you know, own it, feel it, breathe it, live it, own it. Yes. So if you're listening right now, please just rewind, go back, like skip back 20 seconds and listen to that again. So you can have that, that reminder. That is like a new mantra. That is going to be a new mantra, Sophia, for really just owning it. So I, I love that definition. Yeah. And going off of owning it, what is one physical trait of yours that you want to own? Which one do you feel like is really sexy? One I own. So, you know, I don't wear a lot of makeup. Okay. But what I do do is I dress my eyes. I love my eyes. Like some I love these. I dress my eyes. I dress my eyes. I love that. Like, I don't know. I will always put lashes on. It's like, I won't be in the mood. I'm like, no girl, put put your lashes on. There's just something to me about my eyes that I own. I really appreciate. And I just always do my eyes up. The windows to the soul. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I love that you said dress my eyes. I dress my I eyes. I love it. I love it. Cause I really don't do, I'm not really big on the makeup stuff, but yeah. I do always do something with my eyes. Yeah. Yeah. And then what is one character trait of yours that you feel like is very sexy? Mm. That's a good question. Um, I think it's my, I'm funny. I think I'm really funny. <laughs> listen to me laugh no but I am I really think I'm funny so I mean if you know me you'll be like yeah, yeah you know what I yeah. mean so, yeah. yeah like sense of humor is important to you like you probably don't have a lot of people in your life who don't share a great sense of humor yeah like I love to laugh so I yeah, yeah. personality is huge like talking I'm trash. the same exact way I get it so like I I'm that person who laughs at my own jokes and if oh god if yeah. you're not gonna laugh like First of all, get a better sense of humor. And second of all, like, it's okay because I'll laugh, right? Right. I didn't get it. Oh, well. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) No, I think that's so sexy. I think that's so sexy. Okay. My last question for you Who is one woman who you think of as a sexy woman in a why? Do you know, like, I, I can't think of anyone but Halle Berry. And I was like, I know we talked about Halle Berry already. I don't know if there was someone else. I mean, yeah. Um, Halle's my girl. Yeah, I was like, it's okay if your answer is Halle Berry. I mean, she deserves it. She's like owns it for me. Yeah. What do you feel like really makes her sexy? I think there's two parts to her. Not only seeing, like I had already said, you know, seeing her in all these roles, but she's, I I think that she's like classy to Mm -hmm. a sense, right? Like you don't really hear her in the media. Like she's doing her shit. She's not like, who knows? Like she could have a tremendous amount of drama, but do we really hear about her shit? Yeah. Like she's really, I feel like she owns it in a way that it's like, 
my business is not going to be out on social media. Not everyone needs to know who I'm marrying, who I'm dating, how many kids I got. Like, what do you really know about Halle Berry? Yeah, not much. She's so ninja about her yeah. shit. And I love it. <laughs> Respect to Halle Berry. That's right. That is for sure. That's yeah. so true. That's so true. So, oh my gosh. Well, Sophia, thank you so much for coming and chatting with me and yes. sharing a little bit about your story and your journey with self-love and to finding your sexy. Oh, thank you for having me. You are so sweet. Yeah. I'm grateful to of have course. found you and your podcast. I really appreciate you. Of course. I'm so grateful for you too. Why don't you take a minute to tell people about your podcast, where they can listen and where else they might be able to get in contact with you to learn more about what you do. Yeah. So the podcast it's called aim for you ladies. So it's aim the number four and then the letter U ladies, and it's anywhere you can really listen to podcasts. The gist of the podcast is mindset, self-acceptance and living your best life. So what I do as a confidence coach, I have three pillars and that's literally infidelity, um, physical appearance and low self-esteem. So women that have gone through any one of these um, areas where they just feel stuck kind of gravitate to me. And I love that. So you can find the podcast, you know, anywhere on um, where you might listen to podcasts and you can find me on Instagram as well as my handle for that is aim for you consulting. And yeah, all my details is on my Instagram links there too. So Awesome. And I'll link it all in the show notes. So anyone listening can easily find you. Yeah. Thank thank you so much. I'm so grateful for that initial message of you reaching out and us connecting and having fun conversations. This was awesome. Yes. Ditto. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. For more information, visit findyoursexy.co or follow me on social media at Kelsey Valletta. And if you would like to leave a five-star review of the show, I would be so grateful. Actually, I can't think of anything that would be more sexy.